I'm Christina. I'm Elle. And this is Indian State. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Indian Stead. This is our final episode of our first season, which is so exciting. Yay! Woo-woo-woo! I'm so excited to be done with season one. Like, <laughs> I, it has been a wild ride. It and has. I've loved it lots. There's been lots of good memes. Um, but I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah, I'm ready for too. a new transition phase. I'm ready for a new chapter. Um, it's exciting. So I am your wonderful host, Al, and I'm joined by the even more wonderful Christina. And today we're going to be speaking about aesthetics and their importance or lack thereof and how they can affect our lives for the better or worse. Yeah, so it's going to be a really exciting episode. And we chose this one quite carefully because we obviously it's our last episode of the season so we want it to be a good one i mean they're all good but like particularly good um (laughs) you're getting some juicy content today guys yeah it's gonna be great um here comes the content (laughs) um yeah so our first episode of the season we talked about kind of the premise of indian stead and how we want to live our lives like an indie coming of age movie and so now we wanted to return to that see how our thoughts have developed um argue with our past selves, agree with our past selves, and yeah, just do a little bit of fun reflection, because that's what we're all about. We'll see about how our thoughts have aged, whether they've aged like a nice fine wine, or if they've gone mouldy and stinky like other things. I was going to say cheese, but cheese <laughs> yeah, can also like be old. Cheese. Content warning, joke about death. <laughs> I don't. I fucking hate mouldy cheese. It's awful. If you like blue cheese, die. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I really should not say that. I'll let it trigger water. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I don't like mouldy cheese either. Like, I... Yeah. Not a fan. So... I remember one time... I like mouldy cheese, in our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> also, because one time I went up north to, like, Lee, which is kind of, like, a fancy... I don't even know how you would describe that to someone who doesn't live in New Zealand and doesn't know. But anyway, there was, like, this fancy cheese tasting place that we went to and it was like on a farm and it, and it, there was a cafe where they like made their own cheese there and then we were trying I was like eight at the time I feel like I needed to add that as a disclaimer so you don't think I'm literally horrible <laughs> um but we were trying all of these different fancy cheeses and I hate soft cheese and I think this is like the reason it. why like this one experience and so I tr- was trying them and I gagged in my mouth at the table that we were eating the cheese and I just like literally the sight of it made me gag and then I threw up a little to be honest (laughs) and so since then any type of cheese that doesn't come in a massive fuck off block that is so yellow like makes me want to I don't know gag a little bit to be honest (laughs) so it's it's really just trauma it's a trauma response yeah no it is I any time I see soft cheese my body goes into fight or flight (laughs) <laughs> to be honest I feel like as an eight-year-old I would have hated that too <laughs> what eight-year-old likes fancy cheese like probably actually probably my little brother he was very advanced in his taste as a kid but most kids don't he's just weird yeah. <laughs> love him though um anyways let's get started with our wins of the week this is something we like to do every episode um just kind of share some positive stuff that's been happening in the last three while so what's the win for your week um, right now, as we are filming this podcast, I am busy crocheting a sweater, and this it's has so been cool. the love of my life for the past week and a bit, maybe two weeks now, don't really know, but anyway, I'm committed, we're going strong. Um, Faithful relationship. <laughs> and, yeah, it's going great. I am currently, I've made a lot of squares, and now I'm trying to attach the squares together, which is actually really difficult, but anyway... I, my grandma taught me how to crochet, I don't know what day it is, but I know it was a Friday when I was learning, and I don't know which Friday, so that's all the details that you're going to get, <laughs> but yeah, Perfect. I've loved this because it means that I've been able to have a bit of a break um, over the holidays, because um, it means I have an excuse to stay inside and do nothing, <laughs> and I've just been watching lots of TV while I've been doing this, and I'll, like, have something that I can wear at the end, which is I love that. That's so great, because I feel like it seems like it's quite meditative. 
although I imagine it's probably more frustrating than it looks at times but yeah nice to like be doing something productive while you're watching tv because I feel guilty for not being productive when I'm watching tv sometimes so but also the thing is is I'm it's honestly bad that I can't just sit and watch TV. Yeah. Because I would... Yeah. I'm getting there. Capitalism is in your brain. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting to the point where I can actually watch TV like a normal fucking human awesome. being. But Proud we're not you. quite there yet. Um, What's a win for you? Oh, okay. I actually had a really fabulous day yesterday. Which was nice. Because honestly, like... Y'all know I have depression. And... It's been hard lately. Like, I've hard out here for a bitch. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna go with it's brutal out here. Um that was <laughs> entirely not the tune, but that's okay. But no, it's been hard with my depression lately. Like I just feel like I haven't been feeling happy. Like I've had moments of satisfaction and I've had very small moments of happiness. But yesterday I was like consistently like happy or content all day and it was so nice. It was such a good feeling. I think it may have been the caffeine from the monster I had, but Christina doesn't agree. No, not um, at all. <laughs> but it was good. I like. I went to a protest in the morning to protect Putiki. If you live in Auckland, um, absolutely go over to Waiheke if you can to go and support that because that's really awesome. Um, it's a really the important protection is awesome. Yeah, for so basically, a number of different reasons. Yeah, so I'll give you a little bit of a um, TLDR. Yeah. On it. So Putiki Bay is an area of Waiheke Island, which is an island off the coast of Auckland. Um, and at Kennedy Point, which is part of Putiki Bay, uh, there's been a marina that people have been planning to do, and developers got the resource consent to do that in 2016. But there wasn't really proper consultation with the local iwi. So the iwi Nati Power, they consulted one of this so there's two boards i can't remember if they consulted the nazi power trust board or the nazi power iwi trust but there was one of them that wasn't fully recognized at the time and so they only consulted that one and not the other one um and so yeah there's been calls for them to stop developing for that reason also because there's a korora little blue penguin colony there uh which is the biggest one in the hodaki gulf and they uh, habitual ne- nesters so they will return back to where they nest so you can't relocate them and there's like no management plan for how to deal with the penguins and all the penguin experts are like yo this is shit like this is not okay um and it's a local swimming area for a lot of the kids around there so there's lots of reasons why it's really important it's wahitapu as well it's a sacred place um where several iwi kind of traveled to when they first reached Aotearoa so yeah important for a lot of reasons and um I can't summarize it perfectly but check out at protect putiki so putiki um if you're not familiar with Tereo is p-u-t-i-k-i but we'll link it in our check out doc that's at in our link tree um Check them out for more details on what's going on. But yeah, absolutely. And ways that you can get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Get over to Waiheke if you can. Donate some money, donate resources. Um, but yeah, they have the best summaries of what's going on at the moment. And also, the police have been really shitty and security um, in terms of how they're treating the protectors there. So that's shit. But, anyways, um, back onto my win is that I went to a pr- um, protest at Auckland Council calling for the council to revoke the resource consent and while obviously like when you're protesting there's something shitty going on it does feel really rewarding and it was nice and I had a good corridor with Emily who's one of the main organizers as well so that was cool and then I hung out with my friend all day and we Oh, I hung out with a few friends and then the other friends left and then I hung out with my friend for the rest of the day and we like had a fat photo shoot. We decided to dress like grunge together and it was very aesthetic and it was just a ton of fun. So it was absolutely immaculate vibes. And then I came home and my auntie came up from Dunedin and so she was hanging out with us and we watched the Olympics opening ceremony, stayed up till 1am to see what the New Zealand team's uniform was. Very anticlimactic, but fun. So yeah, it was just a a great day and like there was nothing that went badly so yeah that's my win was yesterday yeah um our checking question for this week do you want to introduce that 
I said, what type of tea would you be? Because we're both drinking a cuppa at the moment. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be the tea that you're drinking right now. Um, but what type of tea would you be if you were a type of tea right now? I am currently drinking peach and pineapple tea, which do recommend. Really good. This is my first time trying this flavour together. But that's not the type of tea I would be right now. Right now, I would be jasmine green tea, which is one of my favourite types of tea. Just because, like, calm, chill, nice vibes. What about you? I am drinking one from T2 at the moment that's, like, a fruity one. I think it's called Fruity Licious or Fruit Delicious, um, something like that. Um, but that's not the type of tea I would be. I would be peppermint tea. Nice. I like peppermint tea. It's so good for your digestive system as well, fun fact. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't think I drink peppermint tea, like, regularly. Um, <laughs> why did I say I don't think? I don't <laughs> drink peppermint tea regularly. <laughs> you just never know what kind of tea you're having. You just grab a tea bag out and you're like, okay, oh. we'll see what this is. But then surely as soon as you drink it, you'd realize. Yeah, true, true. Anyway, um, yeah. I don't Let's know where I was going with that. dive on into the thought of the pod then. <laughs> um, just interrupting me, interrupting my shitstorm of words. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just dissolving into chaos too early in the episode. Um, so this week's thought is that lately I've been thinking a lot about like just listening to myself more. Um, I got quite sick in the last wee while and it was because I wasn't listening to myself. Like I started feeling sick. I get a sore throat when I'm starting to feel sick and I got that and I was like, yeah, but I don't want to be sick right now because I want to go to my friend's birthday party. So I'm just going to take a ton of vitamins and take a lot of rest today and then I'll be perfectly fine tomorrow and go to the party tomorrow and I'll be completely better. And now you've been sick for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So I did make it to the party. So, I mean, good on me for that, I guess. But after that, I was sick in bed for about three days. And then I was kind of okay for a while. Um, but I wasn't fully okay. Still not listening to myself. Um, and I overexerted myself. And I got sick again for about a week straight. So, yeah. Pretty shitty. So... But it made me realise, it made me reflect a little bit because I realised I wasn't listening to the, to what my body was telling me that I needed a break, I needed a rest and I needed some time off. I ended up getting better after I'd taken a bit of a rest and it was nice to just exist in bed and watch TV shows and stuff even though it was horrible being sick. So yeah, I guess I've been thinking about listening to myself in terms of my physical needs, but also my mental health needs, which I always need to do a bit more. So, yeah. Because very often what you need is right there. Your body is already telling you, but you just need to learn how to listen. And I'm not like preaching this. Like, I don't fucking do it. <laughs> I know that right now I need to have a drink of water and I need to go and get some food. But still, I've been recording this podcast for the last I don't even know how long. Like, I... I do not listen to myself and I'll be doing my fucking crochet like I've been doing for, I don't even know, hours now. And it's just like, you need to go pee, Christina. But actually, no, that's I'm going to sit so here badly. so long. I'm, I, with my neurodivergence, I struggle with executive dysfunction sometimes. And sometimes I'll literally be sitting there watching a TV show, not even enjoying the show. Like it can be shit and I want to turn it off. Um... But sitting there, knowing I need to pee for literally half an hour before I actually get up and go pee. And it's so ridiculous because it's like I'm not even enjoying what I'm doing that much. So yeah. Um, we're hypocrites, as usual. But I think it's something good to think about is listening to yourself more. And I think everyone needs to do it a bit more. I mean, also listening, like, like you said, what you need is often right in front of your fucking face. It'll be your body saying it or the universe saying it. So... Yeah. Tune into yourself and stop fucking ignoring yourself at myself and probably a lot of people listening. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. So let's start with kind of defining aesthetics because I feel like that's a key part of it. So what do you think, like, how would you define an aesthetic? I'm going to quickly look up aesthetic because um, usually when we define things, we have our own definition, but then also look it up. So, my definition of an aesthetic would be a mix of different fashion 
moods and um, lifestyle choices that all fit under one category. Mm-hmm. I like that. I would say something similar. I would say probably a combination of different items, ideas, and aspects of things that form together different cultural wait hold on this is hold on let me let me start again that was that was a mess a mix of different cultural things such as music vibes fashion that fit together to form a coherent style of existing and presenting oneself nice okay i've got two definitions because i've got like the dictionary definition, and then I also went on to Urban Dictionary because, like, it's a very, like, internet-based thing. Yeah, so I feel we're like defining it in a Gen Z way. Like, we don't mean aesthetic as in, like, pretty. <laughs> okay, so the dictionary definition is a set of principles underlying the work of a particular artist or artist movement. And so I like that because it's, like, a set of principles. Yeah. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. For Urban Dictionary, it says a combination of things that are pleasing to look at or someone's style of appearance, a single photo or collection of photos carefully selected to convey a mood. I like that part where it says about the photos. I think that summarizes it well. Like, it's a single, but, like, obviously wider than photos. So I think it's several things and ideas combined to convey a mood, I would say. Mm. Yeah. So, like, examples of aesthetics are, like, dark academia, cottage chord, indie coming of age, um, like... Alternative, punk. Manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> yeah. All that shit. Yeah. Um, so I guess my first question for you would be, what kind of aesthetics do you like? Do you feel like you fit into one particular aesthetic, or...? I feel like I don't fit into one aesthetic, but the aesthetics that I like is, um, like, I don't know really how to describe it, but it's a culmination of, like, Mamma Mia, Call Me By Your Name, um, Cottagecore, South France slash Italy, yeah. It's just, like, all of that shit. For a while, I've wanted to move to Europe, to somewhere sunny, and just exist um, kind of in the way that Donna Sheridan does in Mamma Mia 2. And she has been the inspiration for a lot of, like, my style choices and stuff like that. But I'd say that's, like, my main overarching one. But then I've got... Donna Sheridan from Mamma Mia. Yeah. Iconic. Love it. And then, obviously, like, cottagecore, like, plants and shit. But I don't know. Yeah. What aesthetics would you say you fit into? I would say definitely, like, the kind of indie alt ones that you see on TikTok. I fit into a lot in terms of my style. Um, but I would say, honestly, I'm just very chaotic. Like, there's quite a few, like, Y2K I've been getting into lately. Um, cottagecore in terms of, like, loving plants, um, being vegetarian, that kind of thing. Uh, what else is there? Do you think I'm missing any for me? No, I think that's a good Yeah, mix. I think those would be the main ones. But yeah, I definitely am not consistent at all. And yeah. In any know. aspect of life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am the definition of a contradiction and a complete hypocrite. But hey, at least I'm self-aware. <laughs> no, but I feel like that's kind of a good thing, to be honest. Because for a while there, I did think like we had, I had to exist as one aesthetic to be like cool, you know? Like, I remember there was a period last year where, after watching Outer Banks and having a massive... Oh my goodness, how did I know that you were going to talk about fucking Outer Banks? <laughs> I feel like somehow you bring this into every episode. Do I? Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh no, that's a complete like that exaggeration. <laughs> but, um, I probably mentioned it like once. No, but, um... At least twice. After watching Outer Banks, I had a massive fucking crush on Key. Because she is just an icon and gorgeous and very cool. And so I felt like I wanted her aesthetic. Because I wasn't really admitting to myself that I was bi at the time. 
Um, so I was like, yeah, I just want to look like her. And so for a while there, I was really trying to like maintain this sort of surfy aesthetic. Um, but it wasn't really me. Like there were definitely parts of it that did stick and that I still love, but yeah, it was like, I was putting on a lot of pressure on myself, but I wasn't enjoying it myself that much. I think it was more worrying about others' perception of me. Yeah. And I think it's really important to kind of put in that distinction that like a lot of the time just fitting into one aesthetic is just another way of putting a label on yourself and like changing how you're perceived by other people because at the end of the day if you're not doing it because it's what you want to do then it's not something that you should be doing t you can say that again um at the end of the day if it's not something that you <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, like, do you feel like you've existed for an aesthetic? Or, like, how have you if you have? Because, I don't know, I feel like I've definitely, like, a surf, the surfer one is one of the aesthetics I've tried to exist for. But I've also, like, definitely for a while there was, like, I can only be in alt. And, like, there's been a few that I've felt like I have to just be one. So, I don't know, have you experienced that at all? I feel like a bit with my music taste, for a while I was like, oh, I need to be, like, like within one music genre. Mm. Um, but then also I feel like when I was younger, a lot of the time I felt pressure to be, like, in the kind of <laughs> Tumblr 2013 oh fucking aesthetic that existed for a while there. Yeah, and so I felt that too. And then also, like, this weird aesthetic... Where, like, everything in your room is just sort of plain. <laughs> like, I remember this very specific, like, culture on YouTube where it's, like, your room is, like, white. Like, very everything. Minimalist. Yeah. Like, a whole minimalist. And then, like, pops of color. Like, yeah. the one you YouTuber... had to, like, pick, like, a couple colors. Yeah. And the YouTuber that, like, reminds me of this is, like, Alicia Marie. I don't know if you ever watched her, but I was mm-hmm. obsessed with her for a little while. Um, which is, oh my goodness, such a time. Anyway, and to be honest, I feel like in a way my room still reflects that just because of how much it fucking warped my perception, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's kind of iconic, though. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit sad, but it's also like, go you, you know? Like, if you still like it, yeah. I mean, it was a good way to kind of, like, explore changing my room around and stuff I guess Mm. anyway sorry they kind of no they kind of (laughs) links actually because I had a question that I wanted to ask you um and it kind of links to it so I'll ask you now um how much do you think of like the aesthetics that we see and that we try to follow how much of that do you think is for us versus how much of it do you think exists just for other people in terms of how we want to be seen I think that's entirely up to like how and like uh like through what medium you show your aesthetic Mm -hmm. because one aesthetic that I wanted to talk about because I saw a really good YouTube video about it was the that girl aesthetic and hopefully you know what I'm talking about when I just say that girl it's It's like the girl who wakes up at 5 30 does yoga eats smoothie bowls it's a little bit girl boss it is, and it's just very capitalist, but anyway, and, like, is really productive, and is, like, looking after herself and everything, and, like, it's a lot of TikToks, specifically, and so the thing is, is that at the end of the day, these, that girls are just creating content for you to consume, and so I feel like a lot of those aesthetics, it's more just to, like, show off, and to be like, I'm doing really well, and just another way that, like, social media is really toxic, because it's just showing perceptions of people that, like, don't exist, and that's, like, one day, but what about the day when she just lies in bed, and, like, there's the whole perception of, no, she's doing this every day, but it's, like, is she, or is it just all a lie, and so I think specifically that aesthetic is done a lot for other people, but I think other things, like, I don't know, there was the whole, like, e-boy, e-girl thing, on TikTok as well, which was, like, um, for other people. But I think, like, kind of more of the aesthetics that are, like, breaking the mould, in quotation marks, like femboy, those kinds of things, is mm. a lot more for yourself because it's, like, reclaiming a space that, like, people haven't been able to have. That's very true. I would say maybe it's 
then it's dependent on what you perceive society's reaction to your aesthetic will be. So if you are following aesthetics that you think will make you look better in society and will fit more along with society's expectations, then maybe that's a lot more for society. But then with like fanboy, you know you're going to get some black backlash from homophobic men. So that is perhaps a more perceived negative response from society. And so in that case, it's more for you. Would you agree with that? Yeah. No, I think that's hit the nail right on the head of what I was trying to say that entire time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think something to look at as well. In terms of, like... <laughs> no, because I've like restarted this sentence like 10 times. I've, I'll cut it out so that you guys don't have to hear me being a dick. But, um... <laughs> and now I'm being made fun of for knowing what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely so rude. But anyways... I think something that that brought up where you were talking about that girl and how is presented as who she is every day, but in reality, it can't be for anyone is interesting because I think with a lot of the aesthetics, you only see them in certain instances. It's like, how does that girl exist when she's just watching a movie and being lazy? Like, can you be that girl when you're doing that? Or what about when you're comforting a friend who's really sad you know can you be that girl in that circumstance or is it just when you're working and doing shit that capitalism likes you know because I also think that plays into the whole thing of like people are multifaceted and so it's like I feel like aesthetics are very restrictive in the way of like do you even exist outside of the aesthetic like can you and so then it's like well I want to have dark academia is one of my aesthetics but I also want to have cottagecore as one of my aesthetics yeah. and so then it's like how can you exist in multiple ways when you're just so stuck in like this idea of who you should be that's such a good point and then like when you are existing in a circumstance where it doesn't fit any of your aesthetics who are you then you know if you are really doing it for yourself then it doesn't matter you'll know who you are then but for a lot of us I think it's much more for society than ourselves and so that can be quite hard tea thank you so I think that also because we were like one of our talking points is like whether having an aesthetic is good or not and it's like as we were saying it really depends why you have an aesthetic like what your intentions are and how you're going to go about having it um because if at the end of the day it's just feeding your need for external validation then that's probably not healthy but if it's because you're trying to do something that you think you will enjoy or um just because you think it's cool yeah you want to do it because you think you would find it cool and not trying to fit into a clique or something then it's like yeah go for it absolutely become the manic pixie dream girl that you've always wanted to be yeah but if you're just going to end up sucking off someone else's dick so that you can feel a little bit of i don't know secondhand pleasure then don't <laughs> 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 literally that, that just captures it so well um yeah no that's such a good point because i feel like Aesthetics can be really good in a lot of ways. Like, for example, when you're trying to figure out who you are, it's unsurprising that it's particularly teenagers that go through a lot of aesthetics. It's like you're trying on different things for size and that involves looking at how you express yourself. And so I think aesthetics can be really powerful in terms of that. But also... I think probably the key is to ask yourself, if no one was going to see this, would I still enjoy it? Yeah, it all comes back to the imagined audience. And like, if you're just doing this so that your three Instagram followers can (laughs) see how productive you are, maybe don't. Yeah. But then also, (laughs) like, that is valid. Like, absolutely, it's not good for you, but it's valid. And I, all of us feel that, like... While we can stand on our fucking pedestal and be like, only pick aesthetics that are good for yourself and don't worry about other people. Like, 
I just told you that I existed for aesthetics and honestly I'm doing it at the moment like I'm getting more into Y2K stuff and I'm sure some of that is just because I want to make some cool Instagram posts so and that's for the external validation of how many likes I get and how many comments I get so yeah like it's something everyone struggles with I think especially people who are you know Gen Z and on the internet and seeing a million different aesthetics at once but self-awareness helps when we can have it so yeah I guess that's all we're saying um so my question for you which kind of ties into what you were saying is I wanted to talk kind of about how because you were talking about like teenagers and how we're trying on a million different things for size so my question was about how you like how do you find navigating like being queer as an aesthetic because when you first like decided to like actually show people that you were bi oh my god you became a stereotype stereotype. yeah so how do you navigate like existing as a queer person and like fulfilling parts of the stereotype or parts of the aesthetic but not others and like do you think that there's pressure to etc etc yeah i think that's a really good point because i think particularly like with gen z on tiktok there's so much of a narrative of like things that are queer you know people will be like how you sit in a chair is queer having lots of tea is queer all of these things and in some ways it's cool because it's like here's some little signifiers we can have to each other without having to out ourselves to homophobic people and it fosters a sense of community as well like a thing that a lot of us have in common but it's also I feel like it can make it our queerness quite performative you know and so, yeah, I, I mean, I think for me, when I first came out as bi, I was absolutely a stereotype, like you said. I mean, I cuffed my jeans, I... What are some bi stereotypes? Oh my goodness. I listened to Sweater Weather so much, like, it actually helped me come out, because I would listen to it when I was thinking about, like, coming out to people. Um, Lesbian earrings, yes, lots of oh rings. Yes, oh my goodness. Yeah. And honestly, Docs. I still do a lot of those things, like... I mean, honestly, everything we just listed, I still do. <laughs> but um, I've also moved away from the bi stereotypes in some way. Oh, I cut myself a bi bob. I don't have that anymore. I've shaved my head. Um, but also it's kind of like reclaiming it. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I've... do you want to talk about like that and how like, yeah, you can do certain things as a stereotype, but at the end of the day, you're just doing them because you're you. You're not doing it exactly. because you're bi. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I feel like when I first came out as bi, I was doing it because I was bi. And I was like, I want to exist in the world as bi. And this is exciting to finally be out after I've questioned for so long. And I want people to know. And I want to get involved with all the culture. Um, so I'm going to do all of these things that seem bi. So I can, you know, fit the bi aesthetic. But now it feels more like, whoa, it's cool to be part of a queer community but I'm only going to get involved in the shit that I actually think is cool. Um, and I'm not going to do the stuff that I don't. Because, I mean, yeah, I think with the queer community, it very much can quickly become for other people. And so, but for me, I feel like I've, I've made it much more for me recently, which is really, really nice. And I was having a conversation with one of my friends recently, um, because we feel like there's quite a big pressure to like come out um as a queer person and so it's like well if you're just like you come out and then like this becomes your aesthetic then it's like well you're not really being true to yourself you're just fulfilling a stereotype yeah and like why do you have to come out in order to do these things surely you can just do all the things that you want to and then do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. As in, if you are doing these things just to do them, it's... You, does it have to be tied to a queer identity? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, the idea of coming out in general is obviously, like, very cis-heteronormative. Um, but also it has power. So it's hard. It's hard to figure it out. I feel like... I personally hate the idea of coming out. I think it's stupid. 
Um, but also I know that that comes from a place of privilege because I didn't have to really worry that much about, like, being kicked out of my house. If That's I... fair. So... That's very valid. I mean, for me, I also come from an absolute place of privilege. Like, my family are wonderfully accepting the vast majority of them, which is really good. But I still found coming out hard because it took me a long time to come out to myself. And so it felt like I wanted to have my coming out experience be a coming out experience, whatever that is. Again, trying to fit into aesthetics um, or expectations rather than aesthetics. Because it was like I've worried about this for so long that I want it to feel like something that matters when I actually do it, you know? Um, But yeah, I feel like a lot of just queerness in general is very contradictory so I don't I don't really have the answers but I don't know what do you think um I wanted to talk about something a bit different um which is that I think it's really interesting that with an aesthetic you kind of expect your life to change Mm. like you change the way you dress which in turn will change the way you act which then you'll be able to magically make your life amazing yeah I think this kind of ties in more with the that girl aesthetic but, like, the whole aesthetic of, like, being queer, also, I think, like, you expect once you, like, embrace the stereotype for all of homophobia to go away. Yeah. But it's, like, at the end of the day, people are still going to call you the F-slur and spit at you in the, sp- in the street. <laughs> yeah. Which obviously is shit. But, yeah, no, you, that's a really good point. I feel like I definitely experienced that. Like, when I was leaning into the bi-stereotype a lot, it was, like, if I do all of these things then I will be confident in myself existing as bi. And I will be confident in coming out to people as bi. But When you're just lying to yourself. Yeah, it was a lie. Like, I didn't feel any more confident with it. Like, it was nice when a couple people told me, yeah, they got bi vibes from me. But it, it didn't help. So, yeah, I think there's a really good point, And I think it fits with the that girl thing as well. Do you want to elaborate a bit, though? Because with, like, the that girl thing... At the end of the day, there's no one lifestyle that works for any two people. Yeah. Um, and I think that the glorification of, like, this specific one is, like, this is the one. This is the one that everyone needs to have. And once you all have it, you'll have a magic unicorn appear in your life. And you'll it's like a million dollars. You will never be sad again. Like, if you eat your smoothie bowl and do yoga depression will never touch you and it's like no it's so capitalist like you're literally the same as the rest of us it Take reminds a seat. me a shit ton of um bezos's recent trip into space jeffrey bezos <laughs> jeffrey bezos jeffrey bezos like oh my god uh, okay i'm about to go in a little bit of a rant so go for it bitch. bear with me um but Recently, Jeffrey Bezos, in case you didn't hear, uh, went into a space. He went on a space trip, which lasted 12 minutes. Um, he went with his brother and a 18-year-old who was the youngest person ever to go into space. He was um, a white, very privileged 18-year-old whose father paid millions of dollars for him to have a ticket to go into space. Um, and then he also took this pretty cool... Um, person Wally Funk who was the oldest person ever to go into space and she was originally going to be on the oh goodness I can't remember the name of the mission but it was um done in concert with another mission um sometime in the 1960s when they were training up a bunch of men to go into space and be astronauts and they trained up women as well and they decided they were too sexist for it um but she finally got to go into space so that's that is something cool that came out of it but Big but, it costed millions of dollars to go into space. and Billions. It was, it was literally just for Jeff to stroke his own ego and to have fun. And I love sucks. referring to him as Jeff. Jeff. Like, <laughs> fuck off, Jeff. Fuck you, Jeff. No, but like, <laughs> it's such bullshit because literally he has billions of dollars and he refuses to like donate any significant amount of it to charity like you can say it's significant but like I mean significant in terms of his net worth to charity to you know do anything to fix the million issues in the world 
but he decides and also to go the ones on a that he field trip to space. I know. That's the thing. Like, how about instead of going on a field trip to space, you pay your workers fairly? Or have them have fair working conditions so that they don't have to literally piss into bottles. But no. And then he came back. And he did a little speech afterwards. And in part of it, he said that it made him realise that we're all one world, you know, being up high like that. Um, and we just need more unity in the world, less division. And it just made me so fucking angry. Because <laughs> that man is... Either the richest or second richest, I can't remember because Elon Musk got richer at one point and I don't know whether it's sw- switched back or not, but that man is so rich. He is one of the richest people in the world and he has so much money, which he can literally never spend in his life. Like, it's an incomprehensible amount of money he has. Like, if you were to make $100,000 a year... Oh my goodness, I saw this TikTok. Yep. <laughs> $100,000 US dollars a year... Um, which is a good salary, like, that is decent, you don't have to worry about money on that salary, it would take you, since the beginning of human civilization, to make a billion dollars. Just gonna let you sit with that for a second. That long. Bezos says billions. Like, if you were Jesus Christ, and you were like, hmm, I'm gonna make money, you would never be as rich as Jeff Bezos, even if you were Jesus and you lived as long as Jesus. And like, got paid $100,000. Like, since yeah. Jesus was born. Fuck off. Literally, fuck off. And so, it's that much money, yet he's still not using that money and redistributing it to pay people fairly. And of course not, because you can't become a billionaire without exploiting people. Like, that amount of money, you just, you can't earn that much. It's, it's because of exploitation. Um, and so, yeah. Basically, I'm just really fucking angry, and you should be too. And it's just so... The audacity for him to preach unity when he causes so much division. And when he thanked his workers and anyone who had ever bought anything from Amazon being like, you're the ones who paid for this. Okay, pay your workers fairly then. Fuck off. Yeah. Anyways, that's my little rant. Um, I forgot what we were originally talking about, <laughs> but I enjoyed that rant very much. It was very therapeutic, so fuck capitalism. Um, <laughs> that girl, we were talking about that girl, something to do with that. What were we yeah, talking we about? were talking about that girl and how it'll change your life if you become that girl. Oh, yes. Even if you have a that girl aesthetic, fucking down to a T, you're not going to become Jeff Bezos. Unless you are a rich white man whose parents were also helping you out, um, and you're cishet, and you exploit people. Like, it's still not going to happen. So Can yeah. you tell that Elle's angry? I don't think Elle's angry. Did um, you guys notice? Yeah, no, I'm totally fine. I actually <laughs> love capitalism, guys. Uh, vote new conservative. Are they capitalist or are they just... No, vote act. Vote act. Fuck? Okay, vote act. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to be... Actually. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a deliberate pun that I made. <laughs> I'm actually going to replace David Seymour when he passes away and be ex new leader. <laughs> Just so that you can destroy it from the inside. <laughs> yeah. oh my if goodness, there's a fire you're trying to douse, you can't put it out from inside the house. <laughs> I'm in the cabinet. I am complicit. Oh my goodness. Hamilton reference. Anyways. So with the that girl and how if you have this life, then you will never be sad ever again. <laughs> um, that also ties into like romanticizing your life, which can be as healthy or as unhealthy as you make it. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that that girl is, like, usually that aesthetic, you're, um, you're doing it for other people. It's a TikTok. You're making the TikTok so that other people will look at you and go, I wish I was you. Um, and you're making it so that you can feel like you're going to be successful within capitalism, which is pretty unlikely, especially if you are not really fucking privileged. Um, and so it's, you're lying to yourself basically, um, you're making it to be consumed. And the thing is with making something to be consumed is that you have to be inherently, um, like, romanticising your life because people don't want to watch you, well, generally, people don't want to watch you sitting on your couch um, people doing People don't want to watch you having constipation on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one wants to see that. Put your ass away, please. Um... <laughs> So, you've got to romanticize it. You've got to just 
look at the good aspects and blow them out of proportion a bit to project any aesthetic. Because that's all that social media is at the end of the day, is just like a projection of what you want people to see. And so it's just doing that and romanticizing your life. And so the indie coming of age um, aesthetic is also doing that. It's the epitome of romanticizing your life. It's like, let's romanticize my life to the point where I am not a real person. I am just the main character in a movie that's really fun and could only really exist during summer with no real responsibilities. Um, And it's bullshit. Like, while we absolutely love it and we, like... We still want to live it. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. We 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 are being hypocrites. But... (laughs) It's also bullshit because, in reality, no one can consistently exist in that way. Like, unless you're really fucking rich, it's not happening. So with the indie coming-of-age aesthetic, I think basically we just need to call ourselves out that we are very much existing for the aesthetic when we fantasize about that. But so long as we're also being realistic with ourselves and being self-aware and admitting that we're hypocrites, I think it's kind of okay. And also, a, the big part of the indie coming of age um, aesthetic that I can get behind is being present yeah. and being in the moment. Because at the end of the day, that's all that it is. If you are in the moment, and I was talking to my grandma about this, because if you are in the moment, you can't really be upset. Like, yeah. well, you can, but if you are content with the present moment. No, I genuinely think if you are living in the present moment, you can't be upset. Because What about if sh- stuff's going really, really badly? But the thing is, is like, I feel like whenever stuff's going really, really badly, then you're thinking about the future. Then you're or not the living. Past. Or the past. Like yeah. twin thieves of happiness. You're either thinking about something that might happen or something that has happened. If you were just living right now, and like, this is so preachy. I'm still sad sometimes. Like, I'm not going to say for a minute that I ever do this. But like... <laughs> genuinely because i think like if you're present which is like a big thing that the indie coming of age aesthetic is about it's like you want to be spontaneous it's like um it's you know 11 p.m on a thursday night let's go fucking dance in a car park yeah but in reality you have responsibilities yeah and so like yeah you can be present and yeah you can like do spontaneous shit but at the end of the day you're still gonna be sad sometimes and you're still gonna have to wake up at seven on Friday morning to go to work or go to school. So if you're out dancing in a car park at till three AM on that Thursday, then it has consequences. Yeah. And so I think it's just like you can take the good parts of an aesthetic. You can take how confident you feel when you dress a certain way. You can take how you feel when you listen to a certain type of music and play with it and absolutely love it because like, we're stupid little humans living on a tiny floating rock. You may as well be happy. Yeah. But, like, just don't become obsessed with it so much so that you're just living... Because at the end of the day, if you're obsessing about something, then you're not connected to it, you're attached to it, and you're just going to be fucking sad because you can't have this perfect life. Yeah. When nobody has that life, it's just a lie. T. T. I think something I want to share is a sort of phrase that I've heard on a podcast I think it was goes without saying but I'm not sure where where they say everything you once desired give to yourself now give it to you now and I think that's a really good point and I think it links well with this because it's like you can look at an aesthetic and you can take the good parts of it but if we look at the indie coming of age aesthetic the reason it appeals to me so much is I like the spontaneity of it. I like how they're living in the present and I like how they feel like they're making the most of their lives and they're growing. And so I can take that and I can give that to myself now by just existing in this moment and being grateful for this moment and maybe thinking about something fun and random that I might do. Like, for example, I'm planning to go on a bit of a spontaneous solo trip to see some friends down in Dunedin and Wellington soon. So, yeah, I think everything you once desired, give to yourself now, in terms of aesthetics in particular. Funky. I think we've talked a lot. We have. And we've said a lot of great shit in here, to be honest. I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? This has been a wonderful episode, and I'm so glad because, obviously, this is our last episode of the season. 
Um, and I feel like we're going out with a bang, which yeah. is nice. But don't worry, we will be back. But oh, we're absolutely. Just, we're just giving you some time to catch up on episodes. Yeah, and we want to open a bit of a new chapter of Indian Stead. And We've got a lot of things coming, and yeah. we're not going to say too much, because we don't want to spoil yeah. the surprise. But this podcast is going to be even more elite. It's Get excited. It's going to be so good. Like, All right. Not like the Beths, because they're not getting excited. Oh, yeah. No, it took me a second to like <laughs> remember the exact song title, but yes. Listen to the Beths as well. I love them. Okay, so your practice for this week before we head off is to A, catch up on our past episodes because, you know, this is the last episode of the season. So if you missed any of them, go check them out. Um, and also, did I say A at the start of that? Yes. Okay. B, <laughs> continuity. <laughs> B is to reflect on... The aesthetics you vibe with and why you vibe with them and how you can give yourself the positive aspects of them. Whether that's finding the fun parts of a style, bring those into your life, or in a more abstract way, like how I just talked about giving everything you once desired to yourself now. Yeah. Becoming a picture on Pinterest. Yeah. Like, there's a different reason. It's not just... Because then you can give yourself like what you're actually desiring and not this like false imagination of you just <laughs> I like that. Um one example could be if you like the that girl aesthetic could be doing something that prioritizes you. Yeah, doing something that prioritizes you and giving yourself a literal gold star for it. Like go to the $2 shop, spend a dollar on a sheet of stickers and stick them on your shirt to reward yourself for doing something for yourself. And then that will give you that feeling of success that you were craving within the That Girl aesthetic. Or just go get therapy and stop relying on external <laughs> validation. Like yeah, what I'm too. trying to do. <laughs> that too, but you know. It's a long process. We're getting there. Being self-aware yeah. is the first first step. <laughs> Many options with this practice. Um, <laughs> TLDR is go check out our other episodes if you haven't yet. And think about how you exist with aesthetics in your mind and what ways you can be more conscious with that and amplify the good parts and reduce the bad parts. Yes. With that all said, we have love you a all. wonderful week and wonderful next wee while until we release the next season. We love you so much. Um, yeah, you guys give me a lot of the external validation that I am craving, to be honest. <laughs> so... Yeah, thank you for listening, even though there's, like, two people listening. I imagine that there is an entire stadium listening. So, thank you for that imagined audience. (laughs) (laughs) And have a wonderful next wee while. Look after yourselves. Um, Keep on keeping on. And, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. We'll be back soon. Love you, bye.